effective pastoring with Reverend Tunde Amosu. effective pastoring today uh, let's talk about pastoral responsibility what does it mean to be responsible for God's people what does it mean that we are overseeing God's people so what is pastoral responsibility let's open our Bible to chapter 13 the book of Hebrews verse 17 let's hear what as we say over this matter say, obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your soul, as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for you. Now, he's talking about those who are in charge spiritually over God's people, those who rule over you, those who manage God's people in the affairs of spiritual things or in spiritual affairs. And he said, the sheep, the flock, the people, congregation must be submissive. Why? Because the pastoral office is watching for their soul. So the responsibility of the pastor is to watch for the souls of God's people. He said, as those who must give account. And so this responsibility that we have as pastors, we will give account for it before the master. That makes it very, very serious. Then he said, let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for you. Now, if the flock, if God's people, the congregation, they slight the pastoral office and they put down or despise those who are watching for their souls, it will be unprofitable for them. So the greatest job of the pastor is to watch for the souls of God's people. Remember what John said? John said, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So, their soul will prosper first, and then they can now prosper, materially speaking, and be in good health. So, without a prosperous soul, a child of God cannot live a prosperous life and live a healthy life. So, it takes the work of the pastor to watch for the souls of God's people. Now, Let's understand that. We need to have a clear behind. It doesn't mean that we now watch, we go stay in their house 24-7 and be watching out. But it's not watching over their physical body. It's watching over their soul. It's watching over the, who they are beyond just the physical. Let's, let's dig into that. The, the, the soul of a man. How do you do that? Let's go to First Corinthians chapter 9. Paul gave us an example of what it means to watch for the souls of God's people. You know, we know that we are workers, we are servants of the Lord, we are working with the souls of God's people. Listen to this. Paul was comparing us, those who preach the gospel now, to those who have the Old Testament. Look into this, verse 13, 1 Corinthians 9. Do you not know that those who minister the holy things eat of the things of the temple, and those who serve at the altar partake of the offerings of the altar? Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. I'm trying to bring something out from here. When Paul was talking about the preachers, ministers of the gospel, he was comparing them to the priest that minister at the altar, those who serve in the temple. Now, the body of Christ, the congregation, the flock, they are the temple of God today. 
And you as a pastor, <clears throat> as ministers of the gospel, you are working in the temple. You are working in the house of God. You are ministering to God's people. So that's who we are. So if you want to look at an example of that, we can look at the Old Testament priests that were working in the temple. That's where we are working today as pastors. Those who rule over God's people, minister to them. Now, let's look at what the priests were doing to minister. What did God expect from them? And we can learn one or two things from them. Let's go to the book of Malachi. to tell us how what this what God was asking from them. Let's look at the very first verse, chapter 2, the book of Malachi. And now, O priest, this commandment is for you. Okay, so what we are going to read now is a commandment for the preacher, for the those who work in the temple, the pastoral responsibility, as it were. And he gave this kind of warning. If you're not here, and if you not take it to heart, to give glory to my name, say the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you and I will curse your blessings. Yes, I've cursed them already because you do not take it to the heart. See, this is the, the priest then under Malachi's prophecy. They were not taking to heart God's command for them. And so they were not blessed. They were working under the curse. And today, a pastor can be working under the curse too. God has already blessed us. But if you don't take it to heart, your personal responsibility, you will not be working with the blessing of God. So what is this command? Let's look at verse 5, Malachi 2. My covenant with him, let's start from verse 4. Then you shall know that I have sent this commandment to you, that, that my covenant with Levi, Levi my covenant, will continue. This is a lot of now Levi was the tribe where the priest came from. So the Levi stand for the priest. And he said, there was a covenant with them. That was what God gave them to do. Listen to verse 5. My covenant was with him one of life and peace. And I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. All right. So let's look at the pastors, the responsibility of the pastor, or what I call pastoral responsibility. What is it? A, God has a covenant with you. And that covenant is this, that you will uh, live a life of peace. He said that covenant, verse 5, my covenant was with him, one of life and peace. And if you remember chapter 8, the book of Romans, Paul said to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if you are going to really live out your responsibility very well, you have to be spiritually minded. You have to be thinking more of the spirit than just the physical, not more of the material, but more of the invisible of the heart. So the pastoral responsibility starts from the heart and deals with the heart. That's where life and peace is. And he said, I, I, I give him this commandment so that he may fear me. The word for fear there is to worship. So number one, you are a worshiper. If you are going to become responsible in your pastoral office, you are a worshiper, you fear God. You reverence him. You magnify him. You don't do it just because it's a job or it's a career. You surround him of the Lord with deep reverence. When you get to church, when you move among God's people, they must see that you have a high respect for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you walk in the light of that reverence. Let's look at verse 6. Malachi 2 said, The law of truth was in his mouth and injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and turned many away from iniquity. 
All right. So these are to watch for the souls of God's people. Number one, the law of truth, that's the word of God, must be in our mouth. A pastor must have the word of God in his mouth. Remember God told Joshua, who was the shepherd after Moses, he said, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. So you must be putting the word of God in your mouth. You must be putting the word of God in your mouth. The word of God in your mouth. Meditate on it. Let it enter your heart. Come through your mouth. That's the personal responsibility we have. First of all, to worship God and then the word in our mouth. And he said, injustice was not found on his lips. You, you must get away from whatever will taint the image of Christ and will ridicule the gospel of Jesus Christ. Injustice. You must not be taken side. You know, emotionally, you must not be, you, you know, you, you, you should not fall out to human opinion. You must be on the side of God. He said, he walked with me in peace and equity. He's always looking for the right way. You know, God told Joshua, don't turn to the left or to the right. Stay in the light and line with the Lord that Moses gave you. So we now, we are not Lutheran pastors. We stay in line with the commandment of Jesus. Remember I told them when he was living here, 28 Matthew said, teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always to the end of the word. And he said, look at verse 6 again, Malachi 2, verse 6, toward yourself. and he turned, this priest will turn many away from iniquity. That means that one of their greatest job is to see that people don't live in sin. They're not working in iniquity. So we, 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 our job is that when we stand up, when we move around them, when we minister to them, they get away from lawlessness, from misbehavior, so that they can live and walk with God. Let's read verse 7, Malachi 2, verse 7. For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth, for he's the messenger of the Lord of hosts. All right. This, this summarizes everything I've been saying. So as a pastor, your responsibility is that your lips should keep knowledge, the knowledge of the gospel, the knowledge of God, the knowledge of the holy must be found continually in your life. And you cannot get knowledge if you don't seek for it. You have to seek knowledge of God. You have to go after God. You have to open your heart to God. You have to let him put his truth inside your spirit. I want us to look at Jeremiah chapter 10. The Bible was talking about something important there, and I want you to see it. He's talking about the pastors there. Listen to this in verse 21. For the shepherds have become dull-hearted and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not prosper and all their flocks shall be scattered. Okay, see, if you want your flock to flourish and not be scattered, and if you want to prosper, he said, you should not be dull at it. You should not be, you know, ignorant. You must not be foolish. And you, you should seek the Lord. You should make God the one you seek continually. And you get knowledge into you. The Bible says that even the pastors who feed people with knowledge and understanding. That is what God wants a pastor to do. And when we do that in our own life, it will go a long way in helping our people. So you put the knowledge of God in your mouth. Let it be what you live on and what you seek after. Without this, we cannot go very far. Look at it again. Chapter 3, verse 15, the book of Jeremiah. And I'll give you shepherds according to my heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. So it's not just only trying to monitor them everywhere, but you put the knowledge and understanding of God in their life. And when we do this, it will go a long way to build them up. Listen, for the lips of a priest should keep knowledge. Verse 7, Malachi 3 again, Malachi 2. And people should seek the law from his mouth, 
for he's the messenger of the Lord of hosts. When people come for you for counseling, when they come to come and hear what to do with their lives, they should find the law of God in your mouth. So we must be speaking God's counsel, you know, like Paul said, I have not shown away from giving you the whole total counsel of God. So let's start taking this responsibility very, very seriously. Let me read again one more time. Malachi chapter 2, I start from verse 4. Listen, then you shall know that I have sent this commandment to you, that my covenant with Levi may continue. See the Lord of hosts. My covenant was with him, one of life and peace, and I gave them to him that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. The law of truth was in his mouth, and injustice was not found on his lips. He walked with me in peace and equity and turned men away from iniquity. For the lips of a priest should keep knowledge, and people should seek the law from his mouth, for he's the messenger of the Lord of hosts. Finally, you're a messenger. You are a messenger of the Lord. You are there to represent Jesus. You are there to show Christ, his presence, his power, his principles, his purpose to God's people in that flock, whether little or large. Let's keep doing that. And the chief shepherd will come and reward us all. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day.